So thanks to Andy uh, to joining us to talk about the Dolphins in our AFC East preview. Uh, so Andy, let's kick off. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you became a Dolphins fan. Would you like the long or short story how I became a fan? Ah, Is long it... story is good. Yeah, <laughs> go for it. Brace yourself. <laughs> um, so yeah, my name's Andy. I'm a I'm from Wales. I currently live, I live in Brighton to do a master's in sports journalism. I'm due to embark upon, after my degree ends next month, a three-month long trip around America, going to 21 different NFL games across that period. Um, and yeah, the main two sports I cover, whether that be articles, podcasts, YouTube, is obviously the NFL, as well as British football, like Liverpool Football Club and Premier League, Champions League, that kind of stuff. Um, in terms of the Dolphins, I remember when I was a kid, I was about it was 2008, um, I was I always knew about it because of the Simpsons. I always knew about the sport, but never really anything apart from that. So I remember I was bored in my house one day on a Sunday, turned on my TV. It was BBC Two, and it was a live London game. It was the Saints Chargers. So I watched that, and I couldn't tell you whether it was, you know, a possession, a one quarter, a whole half. But what I do know, I remember watching it and thinking, this sport is pretty cool. So I remember I, th- I said to myself, when I next... Um, you know, next go shopping, I'll buy myself whatever game they have for the sport on the Xbox 360. So I bought Madden. I think it was Madden 09. It was the one that had Brett Favre on the front. Um, so I bought that one and then basically chose that. But I remember then six months after we were going, I bought the game. We were due to go on a holiday to Florida, so like Universal Studios, Disney World, etc. So obviously anyone who buys a sports games will tell you when you first buy a game, it always asks you for your favourite team. And I was like, well, I'm not sure. And I knew so my brother's walking down the stairs. I asked him, so which team's closest to uh, Florida? And he tells me uh, Maui Dolphins, which is actually incorrect. But um, so I, <laughs> I, I chose them. And then I basically played a lot with them on Madden. I used a lot of Ronnie Brown because I really couldn't pass the ball. So I used a lot of him and Ricky Williams. So I started playing a lot of Dolphins on, on Madden. We didn't have Sky for the first few years, so I was often checking the scores just on my phone. And even when we had Sky, it was before the day to Sky Go, so I couldn't exactly control what was on TV, being a house of four. So for a few years, I checked the results, but that's really it. And hit 2015-16 time when the NFL show became on BBC. That's all when it became from just a casual fan into a proper diehard fan and then got Game Pass and the rest is history, really. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. So what is uh, technically closest to Disney World then? Like which which of them is gonna be the Jags or the Bucks? But I yeah. think it's the Jags, which which make a lot of sense it's the London thing, but I know it's definitely not Miami. I know it's one of the other yeah, two. Miami's way yeah. down south and Orlando's yeah. a little bit more further. So north, you could have been a Jags fan if it wasn't for your brother then. I know. My brother made he's made a few mistakes, but that's my his probably his best one. <laughs> at, least, at least you get to see them lose, you know, every year in person. I mean, if you're a Jags mm. fan. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so let's talk about the changes uh, in coaching staff and the, the Dolphins this year. I mean, it's been a pretty major clear out. You, know, Mike Brian Flores obviously left. There's all that controversy around that. Then you've got Mike McDaniel's coming in. Well, let's start off with with the Flores thing. How did you feel about the firing at the time and um, you know him stepping out and everything that's happened since? I was very good. I still am now, to be fair. I, I love Flores. I mean, when I first became a fan, you know, there was um, Joe Philbin, I remember the first coach I remember properly, yeah. and Adam Gates, who I sort of hate to talk about. Um, so Flores came in and, and he completely changed the team. I know we got had a bad start under him in the first year we had, but then to get us those five wins towards the end of the year, and that game against the Patriots where we 
and knocked him off number one seed. That's still my favourites now. Um, and then obviously the season we had the next two years, two winning seasons in a row, the first time we've done that since the early 2000s. Um, and yeah, I when I saw that, I always felt like something was rumbling because there definitely was a disconnect between him and Tua. But then when I saw he got he got fired, um, I was shocked because I thought, why the hell would you get rid of a guy who's won back-to-back winning seasons? I know there's a lot of stuff has gone on since behind the scenes, but I sort of much rather seen Stephen Roscoe than than Brian Flores. Mm. Yeah, I can I can I can understand that. And you know, this Miami team, although it didn't make the playoffs last year, you know, it got one ten te- ten games, did it not? Um, and you're pretty unlucky to to not make the playoffs mm-hmm. last year. Um, and I think we, you know, as Bills fans, we've obviously seen the improvement in the Dolphins, although you know, we typically have a have a good record, but you know, you can see the progression. Um, let's look though about what the future holds, and you've got Mike McDaniels. Bit of a crazy guy. I mean, I've seen a few interviews from him. He's an unusual fellow, isn't he? Um, what do you think uh, he's going to bring to the Dolphins? What are you expecting from Mike McDaniel? I'm hoping he is my Rogers to Cop change. Because I remember going off topic completely. I'm a Liverpool fan, and when we sacked Rogers, I was really upset when we sacked Rogers. But I wasn't. I wasn't to know who was come in and obviously Klopp would come in and do what he's done. I'm hoping that's the same with being unhappy with Flores and bringing in McDaniel. Um, and I, I think from everything on paper, I think it's a good addition because firstly, he's offensive-minded and our ref- offence for a while now has been not very good, as good as our defence was under Flores. That's the one thing he lacked was a good offensive coach alongside him. So now we've got him and he's obviously part of that tree. Um, you know, we've seen the Bel- Belichick tree hasn't exactly had a great success outside of him. But that tree you've got of, you know, McVay, Shanahan and all those kind of people, They've all been very good. So I'm hoping that he continues that trend. Uh, you know, he did really good work at the 49ers, particularly you know, we saw the run game, we saw the offense we had under Shanahan and McDaniel alongside him. And I'm hoping that, you know, with the addition of Tyree Kill, we've already got Jalen Waddle, you know, we've got the various running backs in our in our room there. Um, so I, I'm hoping that the fact that he's obviously we've kept Josh Boyer defensive coordinator. So I think that's good. We've kept some part of that. And then have someone who actually has a good defensive resume I think I'm hoping on paper as good as it looks I'm hoping that it'll be the change we need to just take that next level and get us into playoffs and etc etc yeah absolutely like um, when you look at the Dolphins um, and you look at the you know what Chris Greer and Brian Flores when he was uh, the coach like when you look at what they built um as a team around Tua, you know, you think that, you know, you're in a good position and you're set up to win. Maybe that headed coach was the missing piece, you know. And when you look at the coach, uh, as you said, um, McDaniels, you see the wide zone running uh, because I know Dolphins last year, they're the worst ranked uh, rushing offense. So it really looks like they're building a team around Tua. Like you obviously saw the Tyreek Hill trade and, you know, everything's kind of there for him to succeed now. So kind of where are you at with Tua and like, what are your expectations for him this season? Oh, this has changed a lot. It's been back and forth for a long time. I mean, I was so stoked when he got him in the draft. Um, I was, Fearing just getting Herbert. Um, looking back, I don't know why. Um, and um, I've also on my podcast, I've never really been a big supporter of him. And I think, I think at the moment, it's changed a lot since getting Tyree Killen. I think that yes, he hasn't got a deep arm, but I have thought in recent weeks, who's he actually thrown to? He's thrown to injury-prone Devonte Parker, who can never stay on the field. I think our third, I think our second best receiver last year was Mike Gazicki, a tight end. So I think. 
He hasn't had the weapons around. Now he's got Hill. Now he's got Waddle. Now he's got Cedric Wilson. Gaziki, obviously him as well. And obviously Chase Edmonds has got some experience in the receiving game as well. So I think it's all there. I do think this year they will get rid of him if he can't perform this year because Michael Daniel didn't draft him. So I do think that if Tua doesn't perform, then I think we could go down a different way. I'm not sure who now because I don't think Tom Brady will come now after what's happened recently. But I do think he'll have a good year. I don't think he'll be the reason we win games. I think he'll have a good year. I do think he'll have a third-year resurgence. But I do think it'll be down to Tyreek Hill. That will do well because I think that even if Tua can't throw deep, we've seen Tyreek Hill at the Chiefs many a time turn these short passes from Holmes into long plays, like like against you guys in the divisional round. Yeah. He did that perfectly. So I do think that I think Tua, as much as I've criticised him online, on articles, on podcasts, etc., I do think this year he will have a bounce back here and have a third year, a bit like you guys to Josh Allen, something of similar nature. Maybe not, you know, he's more like a Drew Brees and a Brett Favre, in my opinion. He's not going to be a guy who's going to throw deep ball after deep ball, but I do think he's very accurate, methodical, and I do think he will see a lot more of a third year leap from him, a bit like Drew Brees and his leap when he went from San Diego to New Orleans. I think we'll see that sort of jump rather than what we saw from Josh Allen in his second year to third year. We've had all these weird, I, from my perspective, weird statements out of, um, out of Tyreek Hill, um, sort of really, you know, jenning up a tour. And I found that a little bit strange. Like it seems a little bit unnecessary from my perspective. I mean, given what two has put on, on film so far, what's your take on that? It, it, it feels like he, it's, this is almost setting him up to, <laughs> to, to, you know, when, when it doesn't quite go that way, this is the, these are the quotes that are going to reeled out. It just seems a little unnecessary from my perspective. I know. What, what, what's your take on that? Do you think there's something else going on behind all these these weird statements about Tua? I, I do agree with what you're saying. I do think that he is, well, I do, I'm all for, you know, his receiver backing his guy, but he's adding a, a huge amount of pressure now to, to Tua. I think that too already, I mean, Tua's dealt with a lot in his time in the NFL, and I, I'm no doubt that he'll, that won't affect him. But I think he's adding a lot of pressure now from the media. He's getting fans excited over to a. Uh, uh, I know a lot of Dolphins fans anyway do like him anyway. There's a lot of Dolphin fans who always support him regardless. But I think sometimes just you know just don't say anything. Sometimes I do think that's what's happening here. A bit, a quick sort of out there thing. I don't know whether he's doing it to make put more pressure on because maybe he wants a new callback, so maybe he's putting more pressure on him now. To make him fail to then get a new guy. I don't know so, whether that... so either hit this level or we're gonna, you know, we're gonna replace you if you don't almost. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, he's, he's setting the bar. Yeah, because he he's a winner. He's you know, he's the first marquee guy we've had in years. And I think he is he's a winner basically. He's elite, he's obviously the fastest player in the league. He's one of the best players in the league, and he knows how to win. He's been to three, four straight AFC championship games. You guys know full well how good he yeah. is. Um so I do think that he would expect the best and I'm, I don't know whether he is just saying these things to either make him perform really well or to you know to try and ample for someone else I don't know who we get I mean Lamar Jackson is the one I'd love to get if he can't get a contract resolved with and I think he would be a perfect guy for the McDaniel system but I do think he's going to sign a contract within the next few well, weeks. Well and if he doesn't he'll probably get franchise tagged line. won't he I would think. Yeah. Um, I think they're, yeah. they're, they'll just kick that can down the road and I don't know what I mean Tim and Eddie, you've looked at the draft class a little bit already uh, possibly but I don't know what the sort of quality of quarterbacks that might be available in next year's draft mm. might look like. I mean I do think that maybe I think it's hard that you can't really say um, 
guess it's hard because there's no one really, it's not a guarantee with the draft, first of all. And then we can't exactly, we've got such a good team now, we can't exactly tank for the next two. If our team is so good, that would be the worst thing we can do. I don't know whether we just trade draft picks and try and get that first pick to get Arch Manning in three, four years' time if Tua isn't the guy. But I don't know. It's so hard to know because we all thought Tua was this complete project. We all thought he'd be, you know, and everyone had doubts over Herbert and look how that's turned out. So I think the draft's always risky. And I think teams now are starting to realise, give away those draft picks. The Rams did it, the Broncos, we've done it now a little bit. And I think teams are realising now that actually draft picks aren't the be on end all. So I, but I don't know which way, who you get in the off season. There's no one really, the Dak's got a new deal, the Marth boy getting a new deal, Barrow's getting a new deal. Uh, everyone, all the good quarterbacks are pretty much set where they are. So it's a, it's a fine balance. I think, I think we'll keep him for at least two or three years for that reason alone. And then it's just about whether he is still bad or whether he improves and then maybe do go down the college route. Yeah. So just the last one for me on tour. So, it sounds like you're definitely jury out on him still. And mm-hmm. what do you need uh, to see from Tua to convince yourself that, you know, he's a bona fide long-term franchise quarterback and can carry on for 2023? Like, what do you want to see from him? Um, firstly, stay fit. I think that's the big thing he struggled in, as well as other things. I think he's never really... He had the injury against you guys last season. And obviously, the season before that, he... Um, didn't start straight away. I think one thing you can say about him, he, he does win games. He's got a great record. I think I, th- I want to say he's thirteen and eight as a starter, so he's got a good record when he's actually on the field. I think what I want to see is just in big games he performs because you think we saw the Raiders game towards the end of his first year where he got benched for Fitzpatrick in a, in a really important game, and then the year just gone, or even the last game of the season when he was back. Um, I think it was against you guys. It was against someone where I think it was against you guys where you absolutely destroyed us not on the last game of the season. Uh, and basically he struggled. And then this year as well, last year, I should say, um, against the Titans, you know, it was our big game. We needed to get into the playoffs and he didn't perform as well. So I think he's always done well against the smaller teams, but I think it's just these little things that he makes these mistakes now in the game. We saw it in the London game. We saw it against the Jets. I think it was where, He'll just throw these really weird or bad interceptions out of nowhere after a good after a good run. So I want to see him just be more consistent. I'm not expecting. I don't. I'm not going to set him to like sort of unrealistic expectations of me and say I want fifty. I want five thousand yards, fifty touchdowns. I think I just want to see, you know, just no real bad interceptions and just. I don't know. It's almost it's mental with him, isn't it? That's my, yeah. my take. I mean, obviously, he's not got an arm like Justin Herbert or Josh Allen or someone. But, um, you yeah, know, we obviously saw what he, did, he could do in college. I mean, in principle, um, offense should suit him down to the ground. You know, lots of short mm-hmm. stuff, you know. But I worry about his processing speed. You know, it's a complicated offense to run, I think, um, for someone who's not getting to his third and fourth reads. Um, but, yeah, we'll see. It's, Definitely going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But, you know, there's no excuses now, is there? Everything's around him. Um, so, um, yeah. How, how do you feel the Dolphins match up with the Bills? Like, obviously, Josh Allen has a really good record against the Dolphins. I think he's only lost one game since he entered the league. Um, and that was in his rookie season. Like, um, with the signings you made and your small draft class, like, how do you feel they stack up against the Bills? Oh, um, I thought... You guys have been the pain in my life the last three years. We can never beat you at all. Um, I think 
now we've got Hill, I do think that's a massive thing because he he firstly knows how to beat the Bills. He's beaten you guys in multiple games, especially the big ones. I think the fact we've got a new, a more offensive-minded coach, I think that's going to really help because, you know, as much as I love Flores, he was quite conservative at times. And I do think having with Daniel, I think could be more aggressive in this play approach. I just think, yeah, I think that we'll do better now in terms of the wide receiver game. Obviously, now we've got Hill and Cedric Wilson alongside Waddle. I do think our secondary, the secondary is we've got Byron Jones and Xavier Howard. Um, I do think the thing we've got to improve on, and it's been a thing for years, and I think it's been a big thing against you guys, it's been stopping the run. I think Singletary had a great game against us last year. Josh Allen's obviously everyone knows what he can do with his feet. And I think that's our big issue for any game, but particularly the Bills, if you want to try and compete, we've got to beat you guys. I think it is stopping the run because that's been a massive problem for us for years. And it's been our biggest Achilles heel since I can remember, really. I can't think when he last actually could run the ball, but also defend the run. So I think that's our biggest thing because I think we our secondary can match up well with the receivers because you've got... Two great cornerbacks, obviously, in Byron Jones and Howard. We've got a great safety for me and Jevon Holland. So I think, in terms of that point of view, I think we're set. We can handle that well. But I think that our biggest thing is stopping around because we haven't really done that last few years. I mean, at the same time, we have had times where Josh Allen has destroyed us with the passing game as well. So I think at times, but I do think if we can stop the run, that will help massively. Yeah, I think the two are connected, actually. I think the fact you haven't been able to stop the run has forced your cornerbacks to come on play a little bit closer up to the line, and that's when Josh has been able to hit you over the top. So I think that that has been the Achilles heel, which is the symptoms we see of these big monster plays, but actually it's your ability to not be able to stop the run. And that fear of, of Josh Allen's legs especially, I think, has, has led to the, the, the Dolphins playing a particular type of defense against us, so uh, for sure. Uh- I'd probably say as well, just stopping the pass rush from our side, like AJ Epinesa, whenever he plays Austin Jackson, he always has his way. <laughs> and we always seem to get pressure. Which is weird like, because all, AJ Epinesa doesn't, and... he doesn't have his way against no. anybody else. <laughs> so... No, it's only the Dolphins. <laughs> I mean, yeah. our O-line is terrible. Austin Jackson is a massive turnstile. I mean, we've got, that's actually I've also asked to be a massive improvement as well, as well as Tyree Kill, is getting Teron Armstead and also getting Connor Williams because... Jesse Davis was an absolute disaster. He was just a liability in every game. He would never perform. And Austin Jackson, I'm not convinced on either. I like Robert Hunt. I think having him, uh, Colin Williams and Teron Armstead will massively improve that point of view to maybe stop someone like Epineza or obviously now Von Miller as well. Um, but yeah, that's something you can prove as well. But I think still, you guys are way too strong for us right now. So... Let's talk about you know what you might expect you know beyond the sort of normal names. Give us one breakout candidate you think might be uh, worth keeping an eye on for uh, for twenty twenty two. Is there someone that you've kind of got you're excited about that perhaps some people you know outside the Dolphins aren't really talking about? I, mean, I think there's some players that do get underrated, like um, you know Christian Wilkins is one, Jerome Baker's one. You know, but I think for me one player I think is going to break out massively is a guy we drafted this year called Channing Tyndall. Um, he got it from one of the part of the Georgia team that won the national championship game. And I've just, obviously, we think he was our first pick as well this year in the draft. Yeah, third I round, think, yeah. Third yeah. round. So I think he is someone, I think, because right now he's down on our unofficial depth chart as a third stringer, and he's not even on the ESPN depth chart page. But I do think that People are talking about him in the locker room itself. People on the team are talking about how impressive he's been in, in training camp and practice. He had a 90.5 PFF coverage grade uh, which is in week one of preseason, which is the third highest among linebackers 
in week one. Um, and in terms of his actual play, I watched some of his Georgia tape um, as well as his game against the Bucks. There was one play in particular actually against the Bucks. I'm guessing, I don't know whether you guys saw it or not, but it was Carl Trask who threw the ball, uh, threw it to the edge. But then out of nowhere, he just comes and completely just stops him getting the first down. And I, I think that's one thing he's got. He's so quick and he's really quick off the edge. Um, if you get a chance, do watch his tape on YouTube because he is an absolute physical specimen. And he just, for a guy his size, he's so quick. And I think that in terms of we saw with our sort of constant blitz package, we used to do a lot under the last two years, especially. I do think he's perfect in terms of getting to the quarterback quick. I think he could be a real player that not many are talking about, I don't think sides our fan base. I do think that he's going to be someone that, even if it's not this year coming up, I do think if it's not this year, it'll be next year. I think he'll be a name that people will start to know. Um, and I think he's really someone to look out for um, for the future. Finally then, like, what would you consider success for this season? It doesn't have to be uh, a win projection. It could be anything you want. You know, What would you consider success? I think for me, it's getting to the playoffs. I think that it's We've had two winning seasons now, so we've sort of at that stage now where we're getting wins. We're having, what's it, nine and eight last year, ten and six the year before. So we're getting wins, but we haven't yet taken that next step and got to the playoffs or even won big games. Um, so I think this year I want to see is, I want to see is beat you guys first. Well, I think that's a big step <laughs> because we can't win here. If we can't beat you guys, we haven't beat you guys in three, four years now. If we can't beat you guys at all, then we got no chance of making it or winning the division or making the playoffs or even going far in the playoffs. But I think it has to go for you guys too, if you want to make it to the Super Bowl. Um, so I think for me, it's making the playoffs. I know it's hard because it's a tough conference this year, especially. But I think for me, progress is for me, make, is that, is that next step, making the playoffs, beating the Bills. And I can't think top head now who we've got on our schedule in terms of big games. I think we've got the Ravens again and the 49ers. If we can beat them, that would be awesome. Um, and yeah, just I think I've seen what play one playoff game in my life. We lost it to the Steelers massively, so I've never seen us actually make the playoffs that often in my life supporting the team. So I think for me, it would make me happy just to make it, to be honest. And then anything more is a bonus, but that is for me, it's my, it's my sort of sign of progress is making the playoffs. Yeah, and I think that you gain the wins, right? It's just if you can, even if you get to the playoffs and you have a, you know, first round exit is it's still that experience isn't it you can still see that progress well like you say if you can compete in the big games i think for us you know we had a rocky couple of years with josh allen as he started to you know find his feet but we saw him compete we saw these flash plays we saw this ability to kind of you know compete against teams that perhaps traditionally wouldn't have done and um yeah then it gives you hope right in, in and then it's the consistency question so i yeah, completely agree with you so um yeah firstly thanks ever so much andy for coming on but um secondly maybe no where, where can people find you and your content um, so my Twitter is at Andy Davis Sport, and that's Davis with an E. Um, on there, I saw posts my podcast I do, which has got Euro trips and hair dry treatment podcast. You'll find that on my bio anyway, um, and then also YouTube as well. We do YouTube. The whole links on my bio on Twitter. But I mean, I just my articles. I do podcasts. I do YouTube. I retweet a lot of stuff about Liverpool. About you know, I do write some football articles as well on my own website. So that's where you can find me. Um, I've had actually Charlie on my podcast uh, recently, did a Bill season preview on our end, so do check that out as well on the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. Um, yeah, 
Fantastic. And then one final question for me, because we are actually going to the same game. You're, we're going to both oh, be in cool, Detroit yeah. Um, yeah. for the Thanksgiving game. Um, my, my question to you is, what are you going to be wearing? Surely you're not going to be wandering into Detroit in a uh, Dolphins jersey, are you? No. So <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm bringing I'm bringing my Dolphins gear. I'm going to three games. I'm going to the game in Cincinnati, LA, and then one game in Miami. Um, so I'll just wear normal clothes, I think. Yeah. Plus, wow. y'all, Wise move. <laughs> yeah. I'm hoping that I don't get delayed. I know my train or bus gets in on the morning of the game. I think it gets in at 9.30 a.m. in Detroit. I've got to have a quick rush back to my Airbnb, drop my stuff off, and then meet you, obviously, before the game and afterwards as well. Yeah, have some beers. Fantastic. Good I really stuff. appreciate you uh, taking the time out, Andy, and uh, looking forward to meeting you in Detroit. No problem at all. Pleasure is all mine. Thanks.